This is Moments with Mika, and I have Rickety Ricky Ricky with me. So we're doing that? That is your name. This is what we're doing? We just discussed that. Okay, I don't think we should do that. Okay, well your name is Rickety Ricky. Alright, so today on Moments with Mika, (laughs) we're going to be going over the holiday blues. Yes, so we're going to discuss what is the holiday blues, how can we stop the holiday blues, and how can we tell like if someone around us is having the holiday blues, because you never know, unless you actually pay attention to your surroundings and the people that surround you. Really? Do you have a holiday blues? Um, we will discuss that. Uh, we will discuss that. Actually, we're going to discuss you as well because Rick has some exciting news to share with us today. And I'm so happy for him. I'm and we're going to talk about all that and more. And more on Moments with Mika today. Moments with Mika. And Rickety Ricky. Rick, can you give us the real definition of holiday blues? So PBS.org defines the holiday blues as that feeling of being in a lower, more anxious mood amid significant changes in our environment and a multitude of stressors that the holiday can bring. So basically what that means is around November to January, we experience Thanksgiving, Black Friday, Christmas, Christmas Eve, New Year's Eve, and New Year's. During this time is when a lot of people feel more stress, more anxiety, more loneliness, more depression, and it's it's something that's very common, but you want to make sure that you can pay attention when it's happening to someone that's close to you. Now, it was always said that the suicide rate is actually really high during this time. Right. And doing our research, we found that, that the suicide rate is actually lower during these times. So that's so a myth. Season. Yeah, it's definitely a myth. Okay. Because um, I actually believed it because I was like, okay, I guess I could understand why mm-hmm. that could be true. But looking at the numbers, it's actually lower. The daily rate is actually lower. Um, so during these times... Like stressors from like buying gifts and family gathering and having to work overtime and having to spend extra money. And then also like in places like Michigan, we got snow. So trying to get places, you know, get to where we're going and being safe because it's ice everywhere. It all plays a factor. Right. All of it. So, I mean, I get all of that. But is it really a time to have the blues? I, I guess, um, yeah, it really just depends on exactly what you're used to. Like, some people have the blues because maybe they don't have a lot of family. Some people have the blues because maybe they are used to a certain holiday gathering right. or holiday feel, and they don't get that anymore. So, I get it. So, like, and now in this, this new social media climate, you see what everybody else have. And if you don't have it, then I guess that could trigger, like, a sad moment for a lot of people. Yeah, it definitely triggers a lot and it actually is causing um, a lot of children to have more stress and anxiety than what we actually used to have when we were kids because we didn't have social media so we couldn't be on the internet looking at other videos or spectacular designs on houses you know, that other kids got. We couldn't see that. I was on Channel 7. I was watching Frosty the Snowman. Mm -hmm. I was eating those holiday cookies that the adults always ate up. Mm -hmm. And you always got the the little bag, plastic, whatever that paper was with the cookies at the end. had the little sugar in it. That's what I got. I didn't get the whole cookie because everybody used to smash those. But uh, the people who used to send those got off of fruitcakes. (laughs) (laughs) I never had one. (laughs) So it's these things that people send out. Mm -hmm. And they think they're amazing. I don't know. I think that's what you send to people you hate. Don't mm. give anyone... People, this Christmas, 
This holiday season, keep the fruit cake to yourself. Do they make them? They still make them. Oh, wow. These things last forever. They probably made all of them in 1925, and they still <laughs> passing them out. They don't get old. I never had one. These things are disgusting. I'm going to get you one for Christmas. I'm going to punch you in the face. Ooh. <laughs> <laughs> mm, that sounds very... It's very... the equivalent. Okay. Taste the fruitcake. I want you to taste it. Mm-hmm. I want you to see what it is. Mm-hmm. You wouldn't give that to nobody for real. I might. No. Yeah, you might. <laughs> I might. But I will say this. Um, I believe that the holiday blues are real. And I only can say that because really? of myself. Really? Um, I was used to holidays being with um, my dad's side of the family for most of the time. Um, being at a table filled with food that my grandmother cooked. Right. That's what I was used to. Um, and now that my grandma has passed, that we don't get that anymore. Right. So, as where it used to be, where we were all together on the holidays, now everyone is separated and spread it out. So, everything is a lot different. On my mom's side, we have a huge family. Now, that is where you want to go. You want to have a good time because all my cousins is there. Like, it'll literally be about 40 of us in the house chilling. About 10 of us on grandma's bed sitting there. Right. I'm, <laughs> I'm serious. Like, you know, legs crossed, having a good time, talking about love and hip hop or something with your grandma. Like, that's something that, and they still do that. And that, that's like super awesome. Well, um, see, the holidays for me used to be me in the pot mm-hmm. before anybody ever got to eat. I ate at 11. I ate at 12. I ate at 1. I ate at 2. I took a nap. And then I ate when everybody else got dinner. Mm. Grandma used to make this fried chicken off the chain. World's greatest fried chicken. I think churches want to steal this recipe still. And then we used to sit down and talk about westerns, watch football. Like, we used to have a great little time. And then when my grandma moved next door to her sister, they used to, like, try to outdo each other when they cook. (laughs) So, like, you would hurt yourself on the holidays. Like, these were the greatest times ever. So I could see how, like, you know, getting stuck in memories would, like, bring on some blues for the holidays. It would, because now that, like, everything is different for me since my grandmother um, has passed and I used to spend majority of my holidays with her. It's like, now, what am I, you know, to do? I actually, I'm glad that I was able to cook for her, like, you know, the recipes that she gave me before she passed away. Because she was like, oh, you can actually, you actually paid attention. I'm like, yes, I could put my foot in some food. Like, so I can really do that. Do I can really cook, for real. Okay. Ask my other grandma. All right. Ask my grandma Susie. She'll let you know. She'll tell you the truth. She ain't going to lie to you. So, the one thing that I do remember, my grandma's yams. Most unique yams I've ever seen cooked. Mm-hmm. I cooked them for one year. Mm-hmm. She, she gave me a, a slight crinkle and a nod. And I was like, oh, oh. They good? Then the next year, she was like, you know, sometimes you got to tell your grandkids stuff to make them feel good. So, I don't know if I actually nailed it. I don't. She was trying to be nice to you. I don't know what to feel about those yams. She wasn't trying to hurt your feelings. She wasn't trying to hurt my feelings. <laughs> I tried to make them yams several times afterwards. I don't feel the same way about them. I'm like, maybe it's a an amount of love you got to sprinkle into them that, you know, only grandmas have. Like, the love pouch that they be coming out with. Like, you hurt, they kiss you, you like... <gasps> That love pouch. So, you know, I ain't got that yet. I ain't no grandma. So, wow. but I can cook. That's good. I can still cook. I may not be able to make her yams, but I can cook. Mm. So, what do you plan on doing for the holiday this year? I'm going to a restaurant. Okay. Because this is actually the first holiday without grandma. So, I think um, 
me and my brothers are trying to forge a new way. Mm-hmm. And a restaurant that might be that way. Mm-hmm. Um, See, I was thinking that too. Like, um, since my grandmother passed, um, the last couple of years I kind of mm, was in the house. So, I have, yeah, I had like a couple holidays where it was like, oh, come here, come here. And I'm like, hmm, it's not the same. I just want to be in the house. I want to watch TV. And then it's like, I got to stay off social media because everyone is with their family. They're smiling. They're happy. And it's like, you don't feel that sense of joy that everyone else feels. Right. And I'm starting to see that little disperse that you you said earlier, Mm -hmm. how everybody dispersed. I'm starting to see a lot of family members doing that. So it's like, I don't really have an idea of what else we should do for the holiday. Mm -hmm. So, you know, a good restaurant and maybe a movie. And I'll be set. Mm-hmm. That that's that's the plan. Sounds like a good plan. And I'm already off social media, so no risk of that. Okay, so how does the holiday blues set in? So it's said that the holiday blues set in when people have disappointment when their reality is not uh, what they expected. So the reality doesn't meet the expectations. The larger the mismatch, the worse the negative feelings. So pretty much if you expected this great Christmas tree and family everywhere and decorations and eggnog and jokes and laughter, but what you got was not even a Charlie Brown Christmas tree, it's gray in your house and all you smell is wet socks, then yeah. I mean, yeah, that or like if you're used to something and you set your expectations for the things that you're used to, it's like setting real expectations for the holiday. Right. Um, not setting unrealistic expectations like, okay, I'm going to have a grand holiday. I'm going to have, it's going to be like old times, but not able to reproduce the old times. Right. And I think the, the best way to actually approach that is to understand the circumstances that you're currently in. And seek to make those the greatest moments mm-hmm. that you can. Mm-hmm. So, like like I said, me and my brothers, we expect to go to a restaurant. So, I mean, the greatness of that moment is we're going to be together. Mm-hmm. We want to make sure that my niece and my nephew is there and that we're all for their lives. Yeah. They fear for their livelihood, for their families. Because if they would kill him, then what they going to do about my nobody self? Right. So, you know, uh, this fear definitely would deter a lot of people from standing up or stepping forward or bringing anything to light. Mm-hmm. Um, but with, like I said, with today's technology um, and with the time removed, uh, a lot of people has built up a lot of courage. Mm-hmm. Um, we've been seeing that a lot of people have been, you know, letting a lot of things out on their deathbeds and uh, a lot of people have been coming forward with a lot of information on a lot of different cases. So, um, definitely, it's definitely a tragedy, mm-hmm. and it's sad to see that we've traveled this path. But good on him for doing the research, uh, hitting the pavement, running into those roadblocks, and still looking for the answers mm-hmm. uh, to get the truth out there. Yeah, because people need to know it. Right, and then I guess it's for me. Um, after all this came out, I was thinking about so why did James? Roy or James Earl Ray actually say why did he commit why did he say he was guilty why did he say it but now after researching he wasn't bright yeah I was I was gonna (laughs) say he wasn't the smartest cookie out of the bunch 
but at the same time, he he got threats himself. Like this whole time when he was he was working with someone named um, what is his name? I think his name was like Riel or something like that. Right. Um, and I guess this guy he didn't know nothing about him, but he knew that he would do little crimes while he was out to get money from this guy. And this guy told him to buy a gun. He actually bought him the white Mustang that he could um, move around in and drive around in. He actually got him, paid for the room at the hotel that was right across the, across the street from the hotel that Martin Luther King was. And he told him to leave the hotel at a certain time so he can have a meeting there and leave the rifle there. Um, it's already been stated that the rifle that he had was not the match to the rifle that he right. was at, Martin Luther King was actually killed with. Right. But... Our history books don't change. No, 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 no. Absolutely not. Well, um, because we had this discussion before. Mm-hmm. It was this um, major book manufacturer mm-hmm. who wanted to uh, rewrite how even the idea of slavery was. Mm-hmm. Uh, they wanted to write it as, uh, what did they call it? Uh, a mutual agreement mm. or a mutual agreement of servitude. Right. So, like... The history books makes money just like everybody else. Right. And to make that money, you want to be able to sway your demographic. Right. So that your books keep selling. So, um, like I said, I'm definitely opposed to any forms of falsifying and rewriting history. Mm-hmm. Um, but, like I said, with him, good on him for pushing this this fight forward right because like a lot of stuff is swept under the rug this guy was not intelligent enough to, not. <laughs> to commit this crime he in any not. way he could not steal eleven dollars and twenty cent from a cab driver without getting caught so i mean the truth is the truth <laughs> like he couldn't do this at all he's going to commit an assassination but he went and got a room and put his name on the room right like look like come on now it don't make sense come on people he was a robber. But you know what, guys? We're going to wrap this up, but we'll be right back after this. All right. And it's time for Hot Topics. And this Hot Topic is from something that actually happened this week to Jesse Smollett. Um, if you don't know who he is, he is one of the leading roles in the show Empire off of Fox Fox TV. Right. Yep, so let's get into this hot topic. (laughs) So, basically, um, on the 29th of January, 2019, Jesse was outside at 2 o'clock in the morning in Chicago. Uh, On his way to Subway. On his way to Subway, and he was attacked by two, they say two Caucasian men that was wearing uh, Make America Great. Hats. Yeah, the Magna hats. Yeah, they had the hats on, and I guess they used racial slurs and homo- homophobic slurs as well. Yeah, um, beat them to a pulp, and, uh, well, they beat them up pretty badly, mm-hmm. and put a, a rope around his neck. Mm-hmm. These are what the reports say. Okay. Now, <laughs> I'm, I'm, uh, I'm a little torn about this, because definitely if this is what happened... Mm-hmm. Uh, we need to find these people, get them off the street because they are a danger to more than just him. Right. Uh, they're a danger to society. Right. But at the same time, with all of the footage and camera shots around that area, 
they don't have the attack on tape. Nope. And um, I understand that, you know, he was just attacked. Mm -hmm. So he may feel offended that they're asking him for his phone and things like this. But so he's not giving up. Yeah, I was going to say he's not giving up cooperation. Yeah. But um, like I said, I don't want to say that it's not true. Mm -hmm. I'm going to just say currently the people of interest Mm -hmm. are human beings. Mm -hmm. Um, From that picture, there's no way to identify who that is. Right. Like black, white. I don't see a big red make America great again hat. Mm -hmm. I don't see any identifying features from that picture at all. One looked like they don't baggy pants. Right. But like nothing to really help with the investigation. Right. So like they're really investigating it. Is this actually a true statement being made? Right. And like what reason would he have for it not to be true? Right. And then uh, at the same time, none of us have seen him after the attack has happened. So no. we don't know like the severity, you know, if his face is really beat up, if he had the scars on his neck, which I mean, I guess it, it really doesn't matter. Um, but I guess what people see in it is more easily for them to actually identify what happened. Now, I do see a picture on your computer, but all I see is a scratch right, underneath his eye. Scratch under his eye. Yeah. And like. I know someone who's been attacked by high schoolers. Mm-hmm. I mean, little kid high schoolers. Mm-hmm. And, like, this was, I'm not going to say kids being kids, mm-hmm. but these were children mm-hmm. with less than half the strength of an adult. And he had to have his jaw wired shut. Um, he was really badly beaten mm-hmm. um, by, the, by these children. Mm-hmm. So you're telling me two adult males... Put a rope around your neck. So, you know, they have to beat you near unconscious. Mm -hmm. Because I doubt anybody is going to just let a rope go on their neck. This is the end. Somebody putting a rope on your neck, in your mind, you believe this is it. Right. If I let this rope get on, I'm going to die. Right. Your fight changes. Right. So, for them to be able to get a rope on your neck and you come out with a scratch under your eye. And I'm sure that this is not all of the pictures. Mm -hmm. So, like I said, I'm not going to say... That is not true. Based off of the one picture that I see, this does not show me that someone was attempting to take your life. I mean, at the same time, he could have... I'm not going to say that he exaggerated or anything like that, but the story could have been told probably over what it actually was. Yeah, a heightened sense of emotion. Right. Yeah, definitely. So, I, I don't... I don't really, I don't know. He won't give up his phone. And it could be definitely reasons why he's not giving up his phone. What do you have in your phone right now? If you was to give up your phone and you were famous, <laughs> what do you have in your phone right now that could be exposed? Forget if so, you're famous. If you regular give up your phone, you know what? Let him go free. Nope, can't have my phone. So do we know if it's true or not? No. Has he came public and done a video in any interviews? No, he has not. Right. Um, so we can only ask ourselves, can we believe our brother and what he is saying? Or is he just a little bit falsifying the truth? Uh, we don't know. And I stand by this and I believe this. Don't ask questions you aren't prepared to handle the answer to. Exactly. Because if you ask, if we ask these questions and it's not exactly what it was, it could piss some people off. Well, I mean, time. he should be held responsible for that also. So... Like, like I said, I'm not going to say that he's falsifying the truth. Um, just definitely hope if this did happen, let's get these people off the street. And um, 
let's see him have a speedy recovery. Yes, and I'm playing, I'm praying for him and his family because I wouldn't want that to happen to anyone in my circle, let alone anyone out there, period, no matter what you are, no matter what your color is or who you love. Nobody should be getting attacked for just going to go get some food in the middle of the night, which I wouldn't even be out in Detroit at 2 o'clock in the morning, but that's just personally my business. It, I wouldn't <laughs> be out in Chicago at 2 o'clock, but that's just our opinion. But, you know, I'm always out at 2 o'clock in the morning, so, you know, hey. I, can, I understand. It is what it is, but that was your hot topic. And as we wrap it up, I hope you guys enjoyed this show. Right, um, right, absolutely. It was a lot of information we provided during the show. Yes. Um, a lot of opportunity for you to take some time to think about what you feel about what we talked about. Mm-hmm. Um, you can do your own independent research. Always, you can drop us a message mm-hmm. uh, and, you know, speak out. Definitely, and when you get some time, if you want to know more about this Definitely read William Pepper's book, A Plot to Kill King. It has all the information in here that he discovered to unravel um, the conspiracy against his death. So take a time to do that. And then let's also remember that although they tried to kill the dream, they killed Martin Luther King, the dream did not die. The dream went on and to keep moving. We have to keep the dream alive. We have to believe in racial harmony just like King did. Because if we don't, we're gonna keep on moving backwards. We should not be in the same day where there's police brutality still. We should st- we should not be experiencing the same thing that our forefathers have fought for. Right. We gotta do better. We gotta work together. Absolutely. And we gotta be better. All, all around we gotta be better. We gotta stand together, stand up, and you know, become a unified voice. Uh, for change and make sure once we have those changes we keep those changes yes so i'm really excited about the upcoming um shows that we have black history month is going to be great for everyone i want you yeah i want yeah do your research even if you if you want to come on the show and talk about something we're going to be hitting on some stuff that people probably don't want to hit on um on the next and coming shows we're going to be talking about the n-word is it a difference if somebody put the ER on the end of nigga? Nigger? Is there a difference? We're going to hit all that this month. So I hope you ready for it. And we're going to have some hot seats. So make sure you tune in and you listen and you keep on being great. And until we listen to you guys or hear you guys again, we'll see you.